everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sleep Paralysis News. It's the place that you can come to. It's a safe space where we speak to people about their experiences with the phenomena of sleep paralysis. Today, we've got a, a really interesting guest with us, and I'm really looking forward to hearing his story and about his experiences. Um, and then I'm also joined with my co-host here, Cyrus SciFly, SciFly.com, who's working on his who's working on his his movie, which is all about sleep paralysis, which I'm sure will be out into, into the public arena very, very soon. Um, so without further ado, I'm gonna bring in our guest here, Yeah. Yeah, do you want to tell us a bit about you and your background? Because I think it's important for us to to understand where you're at and, and what you do to help to put things into context for the listeners. Uh, sure. Uh, I will be glad to. Uh, hi Sheila. Hi Cyrus. I'm uh, really happy to be here. Um, a little bit about myself. I uh, had l quite a lot of sleep paralysis episodes uh, since I was 16. And there was quite um, life-changing episodes. I will tell a little bit about my first ones because it was uh, very strong for, for me. And uh, when I was 16, one day I just went to bed like every other day. And suddenly I woke up with a, when I saw like a black cloud hovering uh, from the door of the room above my bed. And it felt like a force that trying to just get into me. And while I'm trying to struggle to, to wake up and to move, and uh, I was obviously very, very frightened and uh, also felt like some force made me sit on the bed instead of lying down. Uh, today I can understand that it wasn't really happening, but that was the feeling I had at the time. And I woke up, I had no idea wh what I just been through. And uh, after that, Almost every night I had exactly the same thing with uh, this black cloud, this shape hovering over me and me fighting uh, to wake up. Uh, till one night, uh, the episode starts just the same with a black cloud and me trying to wake up. I felt I'm sitting on the bed and at the end I thought I managed to get over it. I felt back uh, to the mattress, but instead of waking up, I just kept falling uh, through the mattress and into a black hole. And while I was falling down, I noticed that all my uh, memories, my narrative memories, just trying to fade out. I start forgetting where did I, uh, which room I was in, where I was sleeping and then forgetting uh, who my family is and till I had with nothing about my narrative memories, it just vanished. And also this black hole and the self, like the part that is me, uh, become like one big thing. I felt that 
I was in one time the whole universe and also like a very part um, grain of sand on another planet. And I was quite sure that I'm dead because it feel like uh, it felt like it's not something that uh, any human being can uh, been through. And uh, to my very big surprise, I just woke up the next day uh, and had to act like everything is normal. And uh, of course, I didn't tell anyone because I, I didn't think they can find me, can think it's something uh, that makes sense. And since then, I had quite a lot of uh, sleep paralysis and uh, out-of-body experiences, which are results of this paralysis. And uh, after 10 years, I just find out that there is a name for it. And uh, I made some, I, I made a, a study about this uh, phenomenon, like a way to how to cope with uh, sleep paralysis and make it is something therapeutic. And uh, today I'm doing my MD degree and about, I just say something else before that I have also a Facebook group around 7,000 people who are suffering from a sleep paralysis. And I have lots of information because I can see that many of these uh, stories are the same. And uh, there's many information that people can give and, uh, and get from this group. And uh, my research today about sleep paralysis is about the positive um, experiences that are some people get from sleep paralysis. Uh, there are some late, in the last year, there was some research about, uh, that's, sorry about my English, right? <laughs> that uh, sleep paralysis is just, not just a negative thing that people want to avoid, but also like 20% of the people who have sleep paralysis are having a very positive uh, experiences, which are like feeling euphoric and... Uh, something very open and uh, all kind of uh, out-of-body experiences which are usually uh, are positive and I'm focusing on this group and trying to understand uh, why this group of people uh, having sleep paralysis as a positive way and uh, actually the findings are quite interesting but uh, I think uh, that's enough for a start <laughs> about me. Uh, so if you have any question, I'm, I will be glad to answer. I have many, many questions mm. for you. Let's start by going back to your experiences. You said that they um, started when you were about 16. And yeah. where are they at now? Have they stopped? Have they, what I would call, um, transitioned, changed? What, yeah. What's happening now? Uh, they almost stopped. Um, I had them for like 15 years, more or less. And uh, one of the strong and, and last one in, in these 15 years was uh, 
an episode that I went into sleep paralysis by uh, um, by inducing sleep paralysis, but it was so uh, frightening that I tell, told myself, okay, I, I don't want to have another sleep paralysis after that. And then there was like some, some blockage that uh, I had in sleep paralysis for quite a long time. And today, if I want to go into sleep paralysis, I just need to go through quite lots of uh, uh, tech techniques to get into this, uh, this episodes. Uh, I had one last, uh, like a month ago, I had the last one, something like that. Uh, I have uh, my smallest kid, uh, she's uh, 20, she's two years and a half, and uh, she wakes up a lot at nights. And uh, one night she wake me up, I was uh, awake for like 15, uh, like 30 minutes, and it was a good op opportunity for me to try to get into sleep paralysis, because if you cut the sleep in the middle, it's it's uh, make better chances to get into sleep paralysis. So after that, I I use my technique to get into sleep paralysis, and uh, after a few minutes, when I start to doze off, I felt like a scary howlings, and uh, I was quite happy. I said, "Okay, you managed to go into sleep paralysis. Don't uh, be afraid." It's uh, it's frightening, but it's not dangerous. Just try to be relaxed as much as you can. And when I listen more to to these uh, sounds, I find out that it was actually my breathing. There was just sounds, and was perceived by uh, by my brain like very scary thing. And when I told myself, "Okay, it's just your breathing," it was very soothing for me. And I managed to really relax into this paralysis. And uh, after uh, one minute or something like that, I start to feel myself trying to get uh, a little bit out of my body and my on the boundaries of the body are changing. And I was quite happy that, okay, maybe you're going now into out of body experience. And uh, I actually managed to going up in the air in the way I felt it and uh, go through the ceiling and see the moon with clouds around him. And uh, the important thing was the feeling that I had when I saw it. It was something like really, uh, wow, I'm so happy to, to experience it. It's like something very, very opening. And... Uh, and then my uh, my wife moved in the bed and I just slipped back to my body and woke up. But it was it was short experience, but very uh, very positive, and I really thankful for for having it. You you mentioned that you induce sleep paralysis. Why would why would you why would you want to do that? Hmm. Uh, well, actually, my first uh, uh, paper about sleep paralysis was just about the uh, 
pros and cons of sleep paralysis. And I know for myself that uh, thanks to the sleep paralysis that I had, which was re really horrible. And uh, uh, I, if you, I, I know you had lots of them, but uh, this is something like uh, you feel like you're going to die. And especially when I had this sleep paralysis, when I had no information about it, uh, there was no much internet back at the time and uh, no one to talk about it. And for me, it was, what's happening to you? Are you going crazy or are there demons attacking you? I had no idea to, I had no reference for what's happening. And even when I, I felt many times that I'm going out of my body, it was scary because I couldn't know if it's, this is dangerous, if and and if I'm just surrendered for this uh, out of body experience, is it dangerous? Maybe I'm going to die. Maybe I can't go back to my body. I there was no information about it, and um, I think because for a long time I had to cope with uh, something that is really like fear of dying. This is this is the, the level of. Of fear that I had, uh, something changed in me because <clears throat> today, because I managed to pass this uh, fear, this line of fear, uh, today in my waking uh, reality, if something is uh, scaring me, I'm not letting it to stop me. Uh, on the contrary, I'm looking at it and I said, okay, if this uh, thing making you scary, you must confront it, you must uh, deal with it, so it won't, um, I don't have the word for it, uh, it won't... Paralyze. Yeah, paralyze, great, or get you <laughs> down, or stop you, exactly. Uh, so this is one, um, dealing with fears uh, in general in the, in the waking world, and uh, also to experience all these uh, other um, states of consciousness, which are not the ordinary one, which is, uh, we still don't know a lot about them. Uh, sometimes they are just uh, exactly like the reality. Sometimes they are different. Uh, there are some stories that it's hard for us to understand how it works. If we are looking at uh, what most of the scientists scientists think about the mind and the brain, we have no explanation for it. I think we have to go into a different model of consciousness and how the brain function. Uh, so this is very um, make make me very curious to learn to understand it. It's like a frontier that we are not understanding yet uh, and I think there are many options when people will discover this um, this states of consciousness which could be really healing um, I'm not sure if I'm clear enough <laughs> do I make sense Sheila yes 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. um, yes, yes very much um, right. And you, you're you're almost seeing yourself as a test subject, as as 
someone who is, you're kind of testing out these states of consciousness for yourself to see what you're able to experience. Is that right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, the best thing to uh, to understand this phenomenon is first of all to experience it because just talking about it, it's really hard to understand. You can't you can talk about people which are getting drunk, but you can never understand how it is to feel drunk if you never uh, drank a beer. I don't know. So <laughs> I think this is the best way, actually. And I don't want the, that other people will deal what, with what I dealt, that, uh, which is actually the situation today. Uh, people having sleep paralysis, they don't have the word for it. They don't know what they are what's happening to them. They don't get answer from um, the people around them. And uh, it's not supposed to be this way. Once it's more people will know about, uh, about this phenomenon and understand it. Uh, I just have an example right now. I just find in, in the Facebook a few minutes before I, uh, we start talking in uh, some group of uh, a spiritual group some someone asked she said i was at bed uh, i don't think i was dreaming or sleeping and suddenly i felt like a finger uh, poking my, my eye and i was very afraid and i i woke up and she asked people what it could be and uh, of course it's you know uh, sleep paralysis and uh, but people ask there it offer her all kind of different and unrelated answers. Like uh, you probably just dreamt uh, and thought you were awake. Um, maybe it's some psychological thing and you're thinking about someone, all kinds of, of stuff which are had nothing to do with, uh, with understanding the, the phase of sleep paralysis and understand that uh, she's not alone. There are many people like her. And if she knew it, she probably felt better that, uh, okay, there is at least a name for it, even if we don't really understand the situation. So, so what do you think it is? What has your research highlighted to you? Um, wow, this is a, a really hard question because right now, right now I'm, uh, I'm doing a course about uh, sleep paralysis. Um, and I'm trying to explain my uh, theory about sleep paralysis. And I, I think even with so many hours, it's hard for me to explain it because uh, <clears throat> this is a, a little bit from uh, understanding consciousness and brain and cultures and anthropology and beliefs and uh, placebo nocebo so it's really hard for me to try to explain it but <clears throat> i can say that uh, i i'm not agree with uh, a mainstream uh, explanation of sleep paralysis uh, it just don't work uh, i know there are few um, theories about it most of them is uh, about that it just something internal in the brain uh, but i 
I saw and I heard about quite a lot of experiences which were um, interwined in relation with also with the internal uh, parts of us and also with something uh, out of ourselves like uh, people who saw th uh, things which are not in the room and they couldn't uh, knew about it um, people which experienced together uh, sleep paralysis and saw the same uh, entities so it's I don't say that I had uh, the exact um, explanation but I think I have enough information to say to to say why the mainstream explanations are not enough and we need to think of a better ones yeah I hear you very much um conscious um I don't know if you wanted to say something Cyrus yeah I was going to ask you guys both or whoever wanted to answer if sleep has been around since uh all of humanity you know so I'm really assuming that sleep process has been around since people have been sleeping. It's not like it's something just sprung up, you know, a hundred years ago or so. So why is it so understudied? Why do we know such little about it? If sleep process has been around for thousands of years. Because sleep process has been going for thousands of years. Why out of everything else and all the subjects in the world, we get so in depth and we explore space and the ocean and all these other you know, subjects that have to do with science. How come sleep paralysis is so little studied? Like, how can we know so little? It's been around forever. Who wants to, I'm trying to trump you guys with that one. <laughs> I'm going to let you um, answer that, yeah, first. First, let's, what do you think? Me? You're talking about me? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh... I have a, a good explanation for it, I think. Uh, first, it's not accurate to say that we have so little information. I think it's better to say that the Western world have uh, not have enough information about it, because in other cultures, this is part of the culture. They talk about it. They have they have their own explanation for it, but it's part of their cultures and it's. Uh, People wake up and say, mother, father, I had this and this at night and, and, and then understand what you've been through. Not like us that uh, if we're having sleep paralysis, no one can tell us what we've been through. So I think this is one thing. <clears throat> and uh, also in the Western world, uh, people knew about sleep paralysis till as something like 200 years ago, uh, it called the nightmare. Uh, there is even a very famous uh, painting of it, which shows a demon on a, a woman, which is sleeping on her back. Yep, Henry Fuselli or something. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Henry Fuselli. Yeah. And uh, I blame most of it uh, on the Sigmund Freud and his followers because uh, one of his students, Ernest Jones, uh, made actually a very uh, uh, deep uh, research about uh, the nightmare phenomenon. 
and he interviewed many people which um, had uh, sleep paralysis episodes and he wrote them down and and wrote a book about it <clears throat> and uh, the problem was that at the end of the book when he had to explain what this is about so he said a few things one was <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> sorry about that that uh, those people can't really um, distinguish between waking to sleeping so the problem is with these people uh, they just can't uh, they are sleeping but they think they are <clears throat> awake and uh, the other thing was that he said that probably they see this creature that is sitting on them uh, because they have uh, like secret wow I don't know the word for it uh, incest will they want uh, they have like uh, having sex with their brothers and sisters yeah and incest, that's right yeah <clears throat> and uh, because they have uh, these needs it's somehow a turn into this demon uh, because everything in uh, <clears throat> in the era of freud was around sexuality and dreams so this was the interpretation and after that less people want to share their experience of sleep paralysis and also um, the rise of psychiatry and uh, that people uh, connect hallucination with mental illness this also uh, made less talking about uh, sleep paralysis and I think all of this uh, made sleep paralysis to disappear uh, almost for uh, 80 years from uh, from the papers and from the knowledge uh, till uh, David Hoffman uh, starts with it again so uh, Hufford sorry David Hufford yeah um, okay this was me I think I, do, I, I definitely agree with you. And just to say that Freud and Ernest and Fusely, they were all mates at the time as well, you know, so they, they, they knew each other. But um, there, there's also been in the Western world this huge push towards Christianity and um, it's like losing the spirit in God. And so it was very much about there was a huge movement there was the reformation there was it was very much about going to church and god is in the church and it's not about spirit and if you spoke about spirit you were almost condemned and that was when we had the witchcraft trials and things going on people were creating spells and invoking spirit and it was to be condemned and so I think we've been on that path of trying to suppress it and to hold it down for many, many, many hundreds of years um, because of the history through which it, it came through. But sleep paralysis has been documented for thousands of years, thousands of years since when we first found the written word um, instances of sleep paralysis have been documented. It's been around for ages. 
but it's a bit of a taboo subject. And I think even academically, it's a bit of a taboo subject. No one really wants to get too close to it. No one wants to really have the papers on it, you know, at their conference, you know, because we just don't know enough about it, you know. So it's just one of those topics, which is why, you know, we're talking openly about it and getting the debate going, getting the facts right and having these kind of open conversations, you know, which is good. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I will. I'm, I'm not afraid to touch on the subject. But then I think, like um, what you're saying, you know, why are people afraid to talk about it then? Why is it taboo? You know, and I believe when people come here to Earth, whether it's a Aristotle or Copernicus or, you know, whatever philosopher, and they bring truth to the world, you know, um, someone's going to get you, whether it's society or a government or, you know, just uh, someone's going to assassinate you. So by exploring sleep paralysis, it will bring us closer to truth. Spiritual truth, what you know, religious truth, however you want to put it, but exploring this subject matter brings us closer to truth. So therefore it's dangerous. It becomes dangerous now. And so who like you said, who wants to talk about this? Because if we keep exploring, we're gonna find out that there is a God, or that there are demons, or that there is a heaven and hell, or that that there are spirits inside of our temples as human beings. And so there is a force that shrouds over this earth that does not want us to know that and wants to keep us in ignorance. And so, yes, we it has shaped through our society, I would say America, Western civilization, that, you know, look, we can't pray in school. We can't talk about God anymore. I'm a coach in, in baseball. You know, I get warnings about if I say, even though we all have like crosses, necklaces, we, we still can't talk about God. So this is an exploration of a subject that would bring us closer to God. So it would allow us to re understand our pineal gland and our spirit molecule. You know, do, does, the, does the higher forces really want us to know this and empower the people? And no, so we must change the narrative to make this subject something that, you know, it's uncomfortable now. It's uncomfortable. Don't talk about it. It's like it doesn't make any sense. It's We talk about insomnia and sleepwalking and all the other sleep disorders that there are. There's so many sleep disorders. But sleep paralysis is the taboo one out of all the sleep disorders. So... It's, I mean, it's still strange to me, but like I said, me and you, I guess we're being bold because there's a 8 billion people on the earth. And really, I only know really 10 people talking about sleep paralysis out of 8 billion. <laughs> and me and you are two. Me and you are two of the 10. Three. You've got Yah here. Three here. Yeah. So I mean, I'm talking about, you know, like the experts, people trying to be experts like Ryan Hurd and other sleep doctors and stuff like a lot of people do not want to talk about this and it's so strange to me yeah and i think also the narrative needs to expand a bit because it's also about different states of consciousness and about where does our consciousness reside you know 
Um, so it, it's also a bit because people are speaking more about being able to come out of their body um, and having these out of body experiences to be able to astral project, to be able to control their dreams. They're in their dreams. They're able to to know things, to speak to people, to understand things. These are all being um, discussed more and more. And the narrative should also include these different states of consciousness as well, which is all very, very interesting. And I guess, you know, we're at the border of a new frontier where we're trying to kind of shed more light on the phenomena and have more accurate information, you know? Um, I would like to also ask, yeah, you've mentioned um, the therapeutic and things that have helped you with it. I'm wondering if you're able to share any of that with us. Uh, I'm not sure I understand. Like a part of uh, dealing with fear or you're talking yes. about something else? Well, yeah, to not just the fear, but the whole sleep paralysis. If, if somebody is, is having sleep paralysis and it's predominantly mm. negative and scary and they're in that place where they're confused, they're not sure what's going on, perhaps they've not been able to speak to anyone about it. Um, but yeah. they're afraid that it's going to happen again, you know. Um, do you have any tips for the, those persons? Yeah, sure. So uh, there are some some tips to how to prevent sleep paralysis. Uh, actually, you can find lots of it in the internet, like avoiding sleeping on the back and then trying to uh, have a regular sleep hours. Uh, there are less information about how to get out of an episode of sleep paralysis. And uh, there are also a few tips for it as well, like uh, stop the breathing, for example. Uh, while we are paralyzed, the only thing that we can control is the eye movement and the breathing. And if we're trying to stop the breathe, uh, the defense mechanism of the body is to wake up from the par paralysis. And uh, this is work for lots of people. And also uh, faith. It doesn't matter what, what your faith is. It could be Christian, Muslim, Jew or whatever. Uh, just find out what's your best uh, way that you will help you to uh, get out of the sleep paralysis they are like um, like calling the name of jesus or or telling a, a surah from the quran or uh, there is also uh, something from the bible just find out what it is or or new age whatever it is and uh, these words have power if you believe in them and it can really help you to get out of the <clears throat> sleep paralysis uh this answer your questions yeah yeah very yeah. very 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 much you know um and what about the because it can create anxiety in persons as well do you have any suggestions for that um yeah i find out with my now i'm just um 
analyzing the data from my research and uh, I find out that the things that helps most are control and um, knowledge. I'm not sure if this is the right word, but if you're aware of uh, what can cause you sleep paralysis, uh, what can help you to get out of sleep paralysis, if you know that this is not dangerous, it doesn't matter how scary it is, it's not can really harm you. So this is and it, and this is something that happens to lots of people. There is something um, comforting at this uh, knowledge. And if you manage to uh, get out of the um, the stand of a victim, because the way that uh, the medical um, way looking at sleep paralysis that this is like a parasomnia and you are a victim of it but it doesn't have to be like that you can control it you can manage to uh, be in peace with it if you manage to go through the fear you have ways to get out of it you have ways to get into it if you want it so if you want to which is make you in a much more powerful place you're not the victim you are the you are the warrior, you are the one that wants to get into this situation. And this is the opposite of getting uh, into anxiety because this is your choice and you are acting to to have this. So uh, I think these are things that can really help to uh, lessen the anxiety, also sharing with close friend, close family member, is someone that uh, knows about sleep paralysis, like you too, <laughs> and, uh, and just get the right information and uh, not all kind of uh, harmful information uh, or just um, not accurate one, like information that can put you into a psychiatric pills and stuff like that which also can happen if uh, the doctor don't understand what telling, what your symptoms are and you don't know sleep paralysis can uh, misdiagnose you and and put you into the system with all the uh, uh, those i lost the words again those pills you know what i mean yeah, I know. I, I've spoken to persons who are quite concerned about that, um, about yeah. being diagnosed as, as having a psychiatric disorder and then being put into the system and put onto various forms of medication, um, which is unfortunate that that happens. Yeah. Persons have that concern because then that stops people from speaking openly about what has happened to them. Um, and I do think that by speaking about it does help to strengthen the individual internally and be in control of what's happening as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I, I also think that uh, the problem with even doctors that know what sleep paralysis is, they are telling the, their patient, okay, this is a 
sleep paralysis. This is parasomnia. This is all in your brain. And many people don't um, uh, accept this uh, explanation. They think it's something else. They can think it's something spiritual. They can think it's something uh, demonic. I don't know. And what I believe <coughs> is that it doesn't matter what your belief is. If someone comes to you with his, his beliefs, you just need to accept them and see how these beliefs can give him strength to deal with sleep paralysis and not trying to convince him that your explanation is better than his because no one really can give 100% that he understands what sleep paralysis is. No one knows. So it's all about beliefs. And my beliefs is not better than anyone else. So that's my point of view about it. And thank you for that. Yeah. And I think that's a, a good point to end the discussion. I think um, the final thing I'd like to ask is about your Facebook group. And if where can persons find that if they'd like to join it? As it sounds like it's quite a supportive space. Um, it is, but unfortunately, it's uh, it's not in English, so oh. uh, I don't think that other people can uh, can't get it. But there is a big uh, group in English, Reinhardt group. Um, <clears throat> uh, sometimes, because it's too big, uh, you don't really get the good information. You can get sometimes harmful information. But mm. uh, you, mostly I find it like a very supportive group and uh, and people can find it on Facebook as well. Yeah, I think that's just called sleep paralysis, isn't it? And I think there are two images yeah. on that mm -hmm. group, if, if it's the yeah, right exactly. one yeah. that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Well, thank you very mm -hmm. much for that, yeah. Um, are there any yeah. other comments, any final words, Cyrus, that you'd like to... No. Nope. Thank you for very much for coming on the podcast and helping us bring attention to this subject matter. So it, it helps. The more people we're um, gathering up, the more credibility it seems to have. And so, you know, hopefully we still keep on going to have guests on the show to keep the momentum going. Wonderful. And I'm really Thank looking you. forward to to see this uh, movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, thank you so much for taking all my information and showing interest. I appreciate it. So, yeah, of course, this is, uh, yeah. I, I put it in my group. Yeah. A, hopefully, Sleep Ross is going to be a household name. That's kind of what I want. So, when Sleep Ross is, everyone should know after, you know, our podcast and my film. <laughs> everyone should know this term. <laughs> I hope yeah. it will happen one day. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you again. All right, then. Bye-bye.